Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we try to deliver is a conversation that is calm and not too fascinating so that you can just sort of drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at listen and sleep. I have the distinct pleasure of having in the studio today a dear friend, someone I've known and worked with and had so much fun with, Katerina Taxia. Welcome. Thank you very much, Marco. It's lovely to be here. Quite an honor. Thank you. Katerina, one thing that holds a special place in my heart with regards to you is you always think of me when a project comes up that's right for me and you always um, reference me and I want to say thank you because it's something that I really truly um, admire and and honor. You just recently did the voice speaking of voice Mm -hmm. stuff for a video game is that correct? Yes it is. Tell me about that. So the video game is called Assassin's Creed Odyssey and um, so I did various voices Mm -hmm. but one of the main ones is um, Antonia Mm -hmm. in Greek it's Antonia because you're Greek yes and this particular video game does it take place in Greek or has Greek characters it it takes place in Greece it has Greek characters so they wanted uh, authentic Greek accents Um, so it was a great opportunity for a lot of you know um, Greek actors ethnic actors to be able to to do something like this and um, and you know I saw the trailer and it just looked unbelievable oh, I'm so excited uh, I want to say as well it's so nice that they're that in this particular case they decided to use actors who are Greek mm-hmm. and could speak Greek because a lot of times these roles might not necessarily go to people who have that sort of ability yes mm-hmm. yes agreed and let me ask you this you've been to Greece I have what is one thing that really stands out or warms your heart about the Greece that you've experienced? You know, I've been to Greece several times from a young age, but I didn't really get it till maybe maybe almost 10 years ago, I think it was, that it was kind of like an aha moment. Right. I remember driving and 
where the as far as the eye could see, all you would see is water, yeah, mountain, right, sky, mm-hmm. and I just thought, wow, I get it now. Mm-hmm. One thing that. I remember that struck me when I was in Greece was how blue the sky was against the blue water mm-hmm. and then the white buildings. There was just this color that you hadn't seen that vivid before. Yeah, it's just there's an energy there too. Yeah. It's It has such a distinct energy. Mm-hmm. It's it's like when you go to New York, New York has its energy. Yes. And then, you know, you go to Europe, you go to Greece and um, yeah, it's just, you know, very simple. Yes. I think, you know, the cobblestone um, streets sure. and it's just such a simple way of living. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. We were talking earlier about spas and how much you and I both enjoy spas. <laughs> what, what, what do you look for in a spa? I look for cleansiness. Okay. Um, atmosphere. Um... Is there a service or a treatment that you enjoy? I do love massages. Okay. But a lot of times when I go to spas, I do want um, a facial. Okay. What makes a good facial? So here's what makes a good facial. Okay. So it's a facial you're working on my face. Sure. And then you're going to put the mask on. Mm -hmm. But then don't leave me. Right. Because you can't see anything. Well, I can't see anything, but it's also, um, I know it's the face, but I went, I had a facial at, um, can I say where? Sure. At uh, St. Anne's Spa. Okay. And so as she did the mask, instead of leaving, she was massaging my forearms and my hands and then massaging my feet while the mask was you know, set, settling and sure. setting in. Um, so I thought, wow, like that's wonderful. So it's from from the moment I get there till the moment I leave, she doesn't leave me alone, which is great. Yeah. Um, I had another one actually, a great facial, but and this one was all about um, different fragrances as well. So there was like an aromatherapy it aspect was an, to it? it was, there was an aromatherapy aspect, which... You know, when you're so relaxed and you're sitting back and your eyes are closed and then, you know, they're trying, um, you know, one scent here and and it just adds, it adds to the experience. Sure. And I think that was with a Vita Spa. Okay. And um, I just absolutely love that one too. I found it so relaxing. Mm-hmm. So you, for you, um, when you're getting a facial, you don't want it just to end there. It shouldn't just be about here, I'm going to put some product on your face and an eye mask on and now you're going to sit. But instead, for you, it's like the whole experience. You know, while my face is receiving the treatment, I want to have an experiential treatment, whether it be a massage or whether I'm smelling different aromas and whatnot. I feel like it's almost like a meditative sure. thing uh, that I want, like, my mind, body, and soul all involved and all taken care of. Because, you know, I can go and have a facial and that's ex- external. Sure. But if from the inside, if, not, if I'm not relaxed and calm, okay. then, you know, what good is a facial going to do? Fair enough. I'm just going to add to the wrinkles and I'm just trying to... To the stress and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I feel like it is such a full experience and it's, you know, not everybody does, does it that way. Fair. For the record, 
you have no visible wrinkles that I can see. So I just wanted to make that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, not that it's about wrinkles, but I just wanted to make that clear. I wanted to also, you know, I had an experience once. I was getting a massage, so it was a full body massage. And I like massages, but they're not necessarily my thing. Mm -hmm. But this one person was giving me a massage, and all of a sudden, I went to outer space. I had, like, this experience that was just bizarre. Like, I could see colors and flowers were, like, appearing. It was like I was having a, I don't know, like a, a weird sort of hallucination. Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened to you? I've had... I know that I've had a great massage. Not necessarily do I need to fall asleep. Sure. But, you know, the mind is so powerful. Yeah. And I've caught myself sometimes where I don't want to be thinking about anything. And I'm just kind of focusing on the breath. Right. In, out, you know, let it go. Um, and so a great massage is something that I'm not even worried about that. And at the end of it, I almost f I feel like a zombie. Right. And and if you're going to spend the money yes. and put in the time for a massage, right. when you're done at that massage place... Oh, see, when, I want to know this. Okay. That's not the end of that experience. So if you, if you want to fully, you know, self-care sure. and, and experience the whole massage experience mm -hmm. is when you go home, you put... It doesn't have to be a hot, hot bath, but... You know, close, medium hot bath. Add some Epsom salts. Okay. If you have some lavender oil, a couple drops. Because then you 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 soak in the bath. The right. Epsom salts help to also. So the massage has kind of been massaging all the toxins. Right. Now you go in the bath and you soak 15 minutes. Another little tip is. Oh, I like this. If you drain it while you're in it. And so you're sitting, you're lying there. What? Wait a second. Yeah. Now I got to, okay, this sounds different to me, so I need to, I really need it. So I've soaked for 15 minutes. I've got Epsom salts in the bath. Yes. I've released the toxins that have been massaged out of me. And now I'm ready to exit the bath. But before I exit the bath, remove the plug, the stopper. Yes, and you're still lying there. Okay. So whatever you were holding on to. Yes. So she's worked on, or he, he worked on the toxins. But, you know, have you let go? And okay. have you cleared your mind? And I feel like for me, it's a way of I'm lying there, you know, now I'm draining the water and whatever I want to let go, whatever doesn't serve sure. me is going down the drain. So you visualize sort of any of that sort of tension, stress, negativity, yeah, yeah. just going down the drain. Oh, I love mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to say to our listeners. I want you to do that, too, with this episode. So by the time we get to the end, anything that's been troubling you, any stress, any toxins, just leave as our uh, ending music goes. It just leaves with the ending music. I love that. It's almost meditative, what you're saying. Are you a fan of meditation? I am. You know, I, I've meditated for years, and... I didn't know that about you. Yes, so... <laughs> I've known you for years. That's why I'm saying I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think I did a lot then okay. when we were working together um, but I found um, you know you're multitasking sure. you're running here and you're running there um, and my answer was always I don't have time to meditate Right. and so if a person says they don't have time to meditate that person absolutely needs to meditate oh I love it you need to be able even if it's five minutes ten minutes um, and 
you know, over the years, because I've done some research, I'm like, is there a right way to meditate? Mm-hmm. And, you know, am I doing it wrong? And oh, I'm trying to control my thoughts. Sure. Um, I, you know, I give credit to people who, if, if you can even just sit there for five minutes and just focus on your breath. And if those thoughts come, they come. Sure. You know, um, but I just find as a society, mm-hmm. we lack awareness. Right. And for me, meditating has helped me to, to you know, not only gain a greater awareness of other people, but of myself. Um, and so, yeah, I really do believe in self-care. Great. I think people sometimes are like, you know, everybody has to work and you're running around. But you need to take that time for self-care because if you don't have that self-care for yourself, mm. then... How are you going to care for other people? I love that. You know, so and so even the bath, like even if you don't do a massage and you do a bath. Just a know, regular bath. Just a regular, yeah. Because you're someone, you said, you're someone who enjoys taking baths, much like my wife Amanda. Yes, I love baths. Mm-hmm. Showers, I don't know. Right. I love showers, by the way. <laughs> but anyways, so you're, so for you, what is what is something that you do, a ritual or whatnot, or even just like when you draw a bath, what's important to you? Quiet. Okay. Um, which sometimes doesn't happen. Sure. But meditation helps with that. Um, not always. Fair. You know, there's been times where I could hear, you know, the family, and I'm making you know, noise. I have I have you know I'll have a candle. Do you play music or do you? I do play music. Okay. Um, it depends. Um, sometimes I do like just relaxation, you know, spa music. Sure. Um, other times I like guided meditation. Oh, so you so do that while you're taking a bath? Always, oh, wow. yeah. See, spa music doesn't work for me, mm-hmm. so that's not going to work for me. Yeah. Guided meditation in the bath, maybe. I'd be worried I'd slip in under the water. <laughs> if, you, if you fall asleep very easily, but... Mm, I don't. Yeah, so I don't... The thing is, um, you know, when you're so busy, sometimes that's where I get the meditation in. And I'm thinking, really? well, you don't necessarily have to be sitting, you know, with your legs crossed and, you know, your that fingers. That image that a lot of people have. That image have, of the Buddha. Right, I think or, it's, or um, chakras and all of those colors. Yeah. It doesn't have to be no, that. No, you could lie in your bed if, you know, because some people have neck issues, back issues. Sure. If you need to lie on the side with a pillow between your legs. Mm. I mean, whatever, as long as you're taking some time for yourself. Right. So I don't think there's... A right way. I mean, I've gone to like meditation classes where they're making me sit so rigid, and I'm like, "There's no wall. Like, I want to rest." Right. Um, so I think it's you have to listen to your body. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that you said that struck me, and that is, you know, when you meet someone or you know someone, and there's something about them that you don't particularly like. Mm-hmm. Someone once told me it's actually an attribute that you don't like in yourself mm-hmm. that you're seeing in someone. And when you see that, you realize, oh, it's actually more about me than it is about them. And I tried to pay attention to that. And a couple of times I realized, yeah, actually, that person who's bossy and commanding and whatnot is actually something that I do. Mm-hmm. And I realize I don't like it in that person. So there's a good chance that people don't like it in me. So I've tried yeah. to really pay attention to that. I, I think, like, the, the it's so fantastic that you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know nobody's perfect. Sure. And I don't believe like we're human beings. I believe we're humans evolving. Okay. Always. Um, and 
if you start to build that awareness and make those adjustments and, you know, try to do better, I mean, that's really all you can ask. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm guilty of if I when I meet someone, um, I'm I'm not shy. I'm very gregarious. Yeah. Well, it's it's really funny, <laughs> Katerina, because you're talking about baths and meditating and whatnot. And the Katerina I know is gregarious. She's loud. She's yeah. funny. Like like one of the funniest people you'll ever meet is the person who's sitting opposite me right now. Yeah. And you're talking about all these calm things. And that's not necessarily who, if I think of you, I don't necessarily think that. Although I know that mm-hmm. you're a spiritual person and you're someone who does. In fact, I think you you sent me an email once about a meditation thing that I do every once in a oh, while. Really? I'll talk to you about oh, it after yes, the okay. show. But yeah. yeah, so it's funny. It's like this two-sided person. But you were saying, sorry. Oh, no, no. I was saying... Um, well, I guess sometimes, you know, that saying, uh, what you see is what you get. Yeah. It's not necessarily true. But I think the the fact that I am gregarious, I'm not mm. shy. Um, I mean, I can be shy in certain situations. Everyone I think everybody can, can uh, right? But um, I think just the the awareness and the mindset and just meditating has has allowed me to, you know, gain more confidence as a person, sure. um, be comfortable with who I am. Um, so sometimes when I meet people mm-hmm. and they're not very talkative, my first reaction is, oh, you know, they're snooty. or right. And I have to kind of take two steps back and remind myself, well, not everybody's a big mouth like you. Sure. And, you know, gregarious. There are people who are shy, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, doesn't come as easy to them. Because once I start to have a conversation with them, I'm like, oh my goodness, this person is so nice. And then I feel terrible that, you know, I judge them. So, but, you know, I guess that comes with... Maturity. Maturity and... Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Amanda always says this, you know, sometimes it's not as important to be interesting when you meet someone as it is to be interested. interested. Yeah. Well, you know, when... We were doing the show. So Katerina and I met doing a interactive, improvised play. We did it for quite some years. Right. And, you know, so we're doing, what, five shows a week? More, because More. we would do two, two on Saturday. Two on Saturday. Um, you know, and so we're that character mm-hmm. for three hours. Um, so we've done, you know, we've shown up. We're getting into character. We are that character for yes. three hours. And then we'd all go and hang out after. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband would say, you guys just did a show for three hours. And all you're doing is talking about the show. Right. And, you know, there's other things to talk about. And so that thing that Amanda said is so true mm-hmm. because I would watch my husband and I, he would have great conversations with yes. people. And I would say to him, you have such great conversations and he would say I just ask questions yeah you know and I thought wow and I mean you know in fairness to us actors (laughs) sure (laughs) you know we're selling a product of course um and we tend to be a little self-absorbed sure but I do think with maturity yeah that the more interested you are in people and other things really adds to your craft as an actor. Yes. 
In fact, it's one of the key things because some people can get so insular in, you know, trying to experience the life of characters that they don't live their own life. And right. only if you live a robust life mm-hmm. and do things can you add that to characters, in my opinion. Well, you know, I mean, when I became a mother, mm-hmm. that's when I really understood what loss was. Wow. Because, you know, I have this little being now. So my emotional life just grew exponentially. You know, it was sure. huge. Um, and not only, you know, do they keep me grounded, mm-hmm. um, but what they have added to my life, mm-hmm. all that goes back into my work. Oh, isn't that fascinating? You know, I'm sure, like, you look at things that you did, like, you know, 20 years ago, and you're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, sure. Um, I think we all do that, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just life experience Mm -hmm. that does add to that. Of course. Of course. And did one of your daughters record the video with you, too? Are you allowed to say that? Yes. What was the experience like for her? It was, so it was great because when they were asked to audition... The little one was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. And the older one was like, oh, I don't know. And then I said to the little one, you know, you have to do a Greek accent. So she was kind of hesitant. And I said, it's okay, I'll help you. And, um, yeah, she had a great audition. Right. And um, she's worked on it like four or five times already, um, but just loves it. That's amazing. Yeah, just loves it. I'll have to get her in the voice booth. It sounds like she's... Oh, she'd be great. Like mother, like daughter. Yeah, you you think you'd be talking to an old soul with her. Sure. Yeah. Well, your husband George is like that. Well, I want to send a special shout-out to George because I've known him for years as well. He's got a, a very sort of, you know... He is the type of person who would be interested in what you have to say, and that makes him interesting. I always find George far more fascinating than you. Oh, no, no, I know that. <laughs> and, you know, because we haven't seen each other in a while, that... Uh, what I miss about the two of you together, mm. it was like the battles of Italy and Greece. And yeah. Greece, because I would always tease. I, I have a brother-in-law. I tease him too about it too. But it's wonderful He's because well, yeah. you know you can have a debate and have a difference of opinion, mm-hmm. and then that's all it is. Yeah. You know, and then it's not so serious. No. But I used to get such a kick out of it when mm-hmm. you guys would go at it. Like I turn, I'm like, oh, there they go again. Yeah. It's fun. I love I George is one of my favorite people to debate anything with. And he's got a great smile and a great laugh. So it's like at the end of at the end of the debate, at the end of the argument, just to have that moment where, you know, George and I clink beer glasses or whatever. Right, it's right, or right. beer bottles. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean our debates don't quite end like that. No, but we're <laughs> very aligned, you and I. We yes. don't really <laughs> anything. I remember one time you and I went to a after party at TIFF, which is stands for the Toronto International Film Festival. And there was some big wig guy there. I don't know if you remember with the glasses. I won't mention his name. Okay. And you're you're like he looks familiar to me. I'm like, yeah, he's this guy. Uh, he he hosts a show or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And you're like, let's go talk to him. I'm like, really? And you're like, yeah, let's take the, you know, take the stuffing out of him. And so we went over, and you were just like, hey, you, blah blah blah. Do you know who I am? And it was just so much fun. You just like, you know, you took you took the whole room by storm, and I'll never forget that. Do you remember that? I'm trying to remember, and I don't. You, you don't want to say his name. You write down his name. <laughs> I don't. He was a film critic, and he had his own show. 
any work that's uh, clearly you don't care <laughs> that's that's the fun part of it but yeah we had a lot of fun like do you remember going to those after parties at, at the film festival and whatnot mm-hmm. 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 so much fun katarina and i did a show for many years and you would have to put on wedding. It was called Tony and Tina's wedding. I should mention it because I'm sure one of the best times yeah. of my life. And you would have to put a wedding dress on every night day, after night. night after night. What was it like getting married every it, night in a show for many years? I think it was more like weird for my husband because I had just I was a newlywed. I was right. married a year, and so I remember one of my first shows, and he was there because you would have to get married like there was the ceremony and then we had the reception after that's yeah. the point of if you haven't seen Tony and Tina's wedding so yeah. he was there yeah he was there and the first thing he said to me he's like wow because I never thought I'd see you in another wedding dress right um, so you know it, it, I, I think it wasn't so much the wedding dress right because I had to do that kiss at the beginning right of course that I was like oh like, it's different when you're doing a kiss on film. Sure. It's just, you know, that kind of like, you know, move your chin this way, now go this way. But there it's live. And so it's like, you know, how much of a kiss are we going to do? <laughs> and you kind of just, you know, feel it. Sure. Um, but then after a while, it's like, okay, well, yeah. now we got to do the kiss. So, yeah. um, but for me, that was such a magical time. Yeah. You know, because I I came in after like a few months, and um, you know, coming into a cast of how many thirteen thirteen I thought we had more than that. No, oh, and if you count the band, it yeah. was more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was pressure. Yeah. Um, and I remember it took me a, a while. Like it took me a few months to really get into her. Right. Into into Tina, because I remember one of the first times I was Tina and. You know, it was the buffet. Sure. And um, I'm going around because it's interactive mm-hmm. and, you know, treating everyone like they're my guests. And uh, I, I remember going up to a table and I said, you know, how's the food? And, you know, people were like critical. And I was like a little mouse. Right. And I thought, well, Tina's not a, a mouse. A yeah. mouse. Um, and so, you know, more research. And then you also were doing the Italian classes right. and... We had our book, like sure. our whole bio. And I remember it was probably like two, three months into Tina when I finally, I, I said, oh yeah, now I'm Tina. Right. And I remember going up to a table and I said, you know, thank you for coming. Sure. How's your dinner? And they're like, Tina, what is this? A buffet? Right. And I remember saying, are you sitting? Are you eating? <laughs> you know what? I didn't even want to invite you, but my mother made me. <laughs> and I remember walking awake, and the whole table was laughing. Of course. Um, and I remember I was like, oh, That's it. I'm Tina. Yeah. But it's just all, all the actors at the time were just so amazing to work with. I'm just going to, we're going to end on this, but I just want to remind you or see if you remember, you and I did a play. It was one of the worst <laughs> plays. <laughs> you played my wife. I played your husband. We were in a play together. And Katerina, I kept, I had like three monologues and they said the same thing. <laughs> you had four lines in it. And I remember saying to the director and the writer, I'm like, can she not have one of these monologues? Because it seems odd that the husband is just doing these, you know, the same monologue all the time. It's so old. School. It was, it was, it was, and it was, but I, it was a terrible play, but I had so much fun with you. I had so much yeah. fun, but I remember you saying to me, 
because we're Italian, we needed to have yeah. Italian accents. Right. And you would say to me, you sound Greek. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew how bad this play was because, I mean, I would go home and I would tell my husband, right, what we would go yes, through. Yes, of course. And he came to see it because he always comes out and supports us. It's one of my favorite things. I'm glad you remember this. And he was waiting by the car and, um, like, he wasn't even waiting inside for me. I knew that was a bad sign. Right. (laughs) So I walk up to him and I said, "Um, what'd you think? And he looked at me, didn't miss a beat, and he said, get in the car. And I'm sure you heard all about it on the ride home, right? Oh, my goodness. I love that. That's one of my favorite stories. Katerina, thank you so much. Thank you. I've had a great time with you here. I hope to do another podcast with you. Yes, I'd love to. And a big shout out to your family. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. As always, The Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions. And this particular episode was recorded in our home studio in Toronto, Canada. Until the next time. Thank you.